In the name of Jesus, amen. Two weeks ago, we looked at Judas's betraying eyes, and we recognized our own betrayals of the Lord. Last week, we saw the disciples' sleepy eyes in the Garden of Gethsemane and identified the times that we have fallen asleep as Christians. And so tonight, we examine the denying eyes of Peter and the other apostles. And more than that, we examine our own lying eyes. In the Passion reading for tonight, back in the upper room, the eleven apostles and Jesus sang a post-communion hymn, maybe the Nunc Dimittis or Thank the Lord. We don't know which text or tune they used. And then they headed out for the Mount of Olives. They were down one disciple, not because of coronavirus, but ironically because of self-isolation. Judas distanced himself from Jesus and the other eleven and instead prepared for his betrayal. And it was at this point that Jesus told the group of eleven that they would all fall away. This is a fulfillment of Scripture and comes from Zechariah 13, verse 7. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. However, there is always one joker who thinks that rules and laws and reality do not apply to him. In this case, it's Peter. He says quite defiantly, Even though they all fall away, I will not. Now You've probably been there. Probably said the same thing to your Lord, to yourself, to your spouse or your parents. Not me. I would never do that. That won't happen to me. And so Jesus says to Peter, Truly, I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Wow. What does the devil, the world, and your sinful nature say to such a word from the Lord? Denial. And not the city in Egypt. How often we react to God's word this way or to other realities. And so Peter says quite belligerently, If I must die with you, I will not deny you. Wow. Peter, you would never do that, would you? Deny the very word of Jesus in such a way? But do you recall what happens next? They all said the same. That's right. The eleven disciples all said the same thing. And in so doing, they denied the words from the lips of Jesus. They denied the inspired and inerrant word of God recorded by the prophet. Now you've probably been going down the road for a drive, you got the, the tunes on, the radio turned up, and you've heard the song, Line Eyes by the Eagles. As the song goes, even though you try and disguise your intent with a smile, it's not enough to hide your adulterous and lying eyes. If our eyes give away lies to another, how much more then... Can the omniscient Lord Jesus see the lying eyes of his disciples? How much more can he 
see your eyes. I often wonder what was in the eyes of the apostles as they looked upon Jesus when he said they would all fall away from him. Perhaps it was first a look of of horror, then perhaps a look of disbelief, then the defensive look of a sinner caught red-handed as they try to spin away their sin and defend their actions. And then maybe perhaps finally that slightly crazed look of a fanatic who is stuck with no help but his own fervor, his own force of will. I may be wrong and I may be guilty, but, but if the ship is going down, I'm going with it. Repent? Never. You see, the eyes of the apostles weren't really seeing Jesus and letting the truth of his word sink into their ears and their hearts. They, they were blinded by their own strong delusions. They were lying to themselves as they were denying their Lord's words. They were focused instead on their own perceptions and plans. They had their minds on the things of men rather than on the things of God. And so not just one, but ten of the disciples denied Jesus by falling away, by scattering. And then the only one that's left, Peter, then proceeds to verbally deny Jesus, not just once, not just twice, but three times. And he does it in quite dramatic fashion during his cross-examination by a little servant girl and some bystanders. And after all that, only Jesus is left. You see him, don't you? Last week you saw him, this Jesus, staying awake while the others slept. This week, Jesus is the only one that is standing and making the good confession, the only one whose eyes are not full of deceit and sin. So lift up your eyes, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, and see Christ, see the salvation, see your salvation, see Him who would never deny the will of His Father, See him who humbly submits to suffering and death. See him who bleeds and dies upon the tree, pleading before the Most High for your forgiveness and mine. See this sacrifice given and accepted, your lying eyes absolved. There is yet something else that we would do well to pay attention to. When Jesus quoted the prophecy of Zechariah, he actually added a couple of words that I left out earlier. He said, I will strike the shepherd. I will. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. This is a quote from the Lord God of Israel himself. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd. Against the man who stands next to me, declares the Lord of hosts, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And so, who is the man who stands next to Yahweh, the Lord God of Israel? Jesus. He is the one whom the Father strikes, 
And this is just like we heard a couple of weeks ago, that the one who ultimately handed Jesus over wasn't Judas, but the Father himself. Or as we heard last week, that it was the Father's will that Jesus drink the cup of his wrath. And all of this takes us back to Isaiah 53. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. And this shepherd, your shepherd, yet makes a beautiful and hope-filled promise. He says, after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. And so while Jesus' words about their falling away and denial were absolutely true, so too are his words about his resurrection and appearance to the disciples and to you in the absolution, in your baptism, in simple bread and wine that is his body and blood. You see, Peter and the eleven are all forgiven by the shepherd, restored by him to feed his sheep and to be fed by Christ himself. And so too are you, you poor miserable sinners, with your own lying eyes. Thus we come before him, repentant, begging for his mercy. And thus the shepherd cares for his flock. He cares for you, remembering your sin no more. After the resurrection, Peter and the ten disciples are not only forgiven, but then invited by their Lord. Do you know what he says to them? He says, follow me. If anyone would come after me, Jesus says, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Crosses we will bear. You might be bearing them right now. Difficulties, changes to our life. But Christ has borne all of this for you, that you may follow him, repenting of your sin, receiving his forgiveness, life, and salvation serving your neighbor. And so we will follow him, our lying eyes restored to a clear and vibrant vision. Follow him through the cross, through death, and to life everlasting. In the name of Jesus.